Hello and welcome to So Divine. I'm Megan Skinner. And I'm Stephanie Galling. And this is our monthly astrology and tarot podcast where we take a look at the celestial landscape, what's happening in the stars. We pick a tarot card to fit the vibe, all with an eye towards inspiration and helping you to lead a more conscious life. So hello, Stephanie. Hi, Megan. How are you? I am well. How about you? Good. Happy to be here and happy <laughs> May and also happy eclipse season. That's right. We are in eclipse season. We had um, the solar eclipse in Taurus just recently on the last day of April, April the 30th. And then we will have the full moon lunar eclipse in Scorpio. I don't know why I'm talking like this, but because Scorpio, it's Scorpio, <laughs> because it's, Scorpio. it's got a, an intensity to it on uh, May the 15th. So let's dig into the eclipses. And before we do this, do you want to do the the 411 on eclipses? Just kind of give everybody a little bit of a an overview of just what is eclipse season. Sure. So eclipse season occurs twice a year. It's when we have the eclipses. And usually <laughs> there's two or there might be three. Sometimes there's four. Um, and the weeks before and the weeks after eclipse is, you know, things are eclipse. Things feel hazy and unclear. And yet at the same time, we also sense that big things are happening big awareness, big realizations, or maybe even life-shifting opportunities and events. And these come, these arise, and yet we're like, what do I do with this? Or what does this mean? <laughs> Where is this leading me to? And so it's really important, as we've said before, is to be open to what's arising and do not pressure yourself that you need to like know the answers just yet. Things are still obscured and they are hazy. Just allow and have faith to know that where this is bringing you to the shore that it's bringing you to will be revealed soon. Because if we push ourselves and we get stressed, like, but what does it mean? What does it mean? It's like, that brings us nowhere except to have more stress. So... Yeah, and I'm so glad that we're doing this eclipse review today because you know we're, we're just coming off of the solar eclipse, and I got to tell you, it kind of shook my tree a bit, right? And so I love the reminder that things are going to get shook up a bit, and things are going to come to the surface, but we don't have to have all the answers. That we need this time to let them reveal themselves, and also, I also think that. It's not just we we look at just not one eclipse, but both eclipses. And I I believe that there's a journey there, you know, between the solar eclipse to the lunar eclipse. And so to maybe allow this time to let things unfold. I love that. And I love that it's like the Taurus solar eclipse, Taurus <laughs> being about nature and the earth. And you're like, it's it's a shake my trees kind of eclipse. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, it felt very foundational, uh, yeah. you know, in in many ways. Do you want to add anything about the solar eclipse before we dig into the uh, the lunar eclipse in Scorpio? Well, yeah, I mean, I think too, just because we're still kind of in it, like yeah. April 30th was just like two seconds ago, here we are in May, and that, you know, it's we had both that eclipse and still in the midst of the Pluto station that Pluto right. had shifted, yes. Yes. you know, retrograde the day before. And so even as we begin May, 
things may feel like they were really both stirred up Mm -hmm. or revealed, Mm -hmm. you know, that we may have had to have faced things that like were hidden or tucked away by ourselves or others. And we may be really connecting to some deep things. And yet Mm -hmm. again, we know that this is beginning something new for us. We released something, Pluto, right? Endings for beginnings. And yet what's going to happened from it, we don't still know. And and that's perfect. Like right. that's on point. Right. Well, you know, it's interesting as we're talking about it, especially with the Pluto station in there in Capricorn, it feels very foundational to me. Yeah. Like, like our foundations, our structures, which is so Capricorn, really may be up right now for that transformation. And when we think about, you know, the eclipse in Taurus, it's like you're saying the earth and the planet. And Taurus is also about our foundations, you know, not just the earth, but physically. So it feels like there's a shakeup in the foundations. And then as we go into the lunar eclipse, <laughs> I think there's going to be more of an emotional because it's a lunar clip, it's eclipse. It's in the sign of Scorpio, a water sign, feelings, emotion, the deeper psyche. I feel like it could be a bit of an emotional shakeup. Yeah, I completely feel that as well, right? You know, because with the lunar eclipse, it's a full moon. So something really comes to light, you know, and what may come to light, you might be like, yes. Like, I can't fully see the outlines of it, but yet it feels really great. Or, oh, no, like I'm disappointed or that's not the way I wish things had gone. So, Mm. again, that can stir those emotions. And to your point, like the moon is not just in any old sign. The moon during this eclipse is in Scorpio, which is very deeply feeling right? And very emotional, very passionate, very intense, you know, really wanting to deeply connect and come together. And so we could definitely have a, um, I would say eruption, but like an emergence, like (laughs) of being, um, you know, very moody, emotional, prickly, you know, but feel the feels. Like, I think it's really important. And you know, with Scorpio also relating to part of the digestive system, I like to think Mm. about it from like, you know, like, you know, allow yourself to digest, assimilate, and then also eliminate that, which is, you know, you no longer (laughs) want. Yes, right. right? Yeah, you know, I I, I think you just kind of like choked a little bit on that word eruption. So, (laughs) but I think that's a good word. You you Mm -hmm, know what I mean? mm -hmm. It's like, there's just all this stuff coming to the surface. And, you know, Scorpio also is a very spiritual sign. And I think, you know, that the full moon lunar eclipse would be a great day to do ritual, you know, to really maybe set that day aside and get your candles out and maybe your tarot cards or whatever it is that really makes you feel connected to yourself on a higher level. And maybe you do some journaling, maybe you do meditation and just really opening that day up to those deeper or higher connections. Yeah, I think that's a beautiful idea. I mean, especially too, because this time around, this eclipse is pulls in Saturn, it squares Saturn. And Saturn both, you know, I look at it from that place of consequence, right? Like we will see the consequences of things coming to illumination. And it may be this like amazing consequence, like, look what happened, look what I built, look what manifested, or 
oh, the consequence for not being so aware of this, that, and the other thing. And I think rooting it, right, Mm -hmm. in practice, attending to it, you know, really grounding it by ritual, by journaling, you know, really sort of gives some honoring to that Saturn principle. Yeah, I love that you're bringing in the, the Saturn piece here and, you know, with the Saturn square, Saturn's an Aquarius. And I think that's also why this feels so foundational to me. You know, it's just like the image that I have is like cement cracking a little bit. And with Saturn, the question always comes up is, are your foundations, are your structures sustainable? Mm-hmm. Do they have longevity? Can they take you forward into the future? I also like that you're talking about, you know, Saturn has consequences. One of the great things about Saturn, you know, of course, the planet of hard work and sticking to it and climbing the mountain one step at the time at a time. If you're willing to do the work, Saturn also has rewards. And so even though those rewards may not come on that the very day, that's something to look forward to. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. And I think as well, right, like, that's why like those things that might erupt, right, or the mm-hmm. things that were hidden that want to come forth. I think that we shouldn't, I think we oftentimes think like, oh, the things are going to get revealed. And we and we think about that in fear or terror, like, oh, no, it's, wait, what if what is going to be revealed or unveiled is is actually for holism, for our higher good, for our greater awareness, something that can really help us or inspire us. So I think that, you know, and again, thinking about it's Scorpio Taurus, right? It's the marriage of the underground and the above ground, you know, of of the roots that dig deep, you know, underneath that support the beautiful flower that is above. And also just as a note, you know, it's interesting because depending upon what time zone you are in, you know, because the eclipse happens, the full moon eclipse happens just after midnight on the East Coast on the 16th. So for you guys, it's on the 16th technically. And for people on other coasts in, um, well, and then in Europe, it would happen on the 16th as well. But, you know, before in West of that, it happens on the 15th. Yeah, I, you know, I think I love that we're talking about the more holistic aspect of this. And maybe a good way to kind of hold this this time is healing opportunity. You know, uh, there's an opportunity to heal. And as we know, you got to scratch the surface to sometimes like get that healing going. Absolutely. And just don't pressure yourself for premature conclusions. Mm, That's such a great reminder. Such a great reminder. Okay. Speaking of that, (laughs) work on conclusions. Okay, this month we do have a Mercury retrograde. It starts in Gemini and then goes back into Taurus. And as Stephanie and I always say, do not fear the retrogrades. Regroup, realign, reevaluate. Now, what's interesting about this one is it's in Gemini. Well, it starts in Gemini, which is Mercury's, you know, native sign. So it could really kind of, you know, be, um, what do I want to say? Um giving us an opportunity (laughs) to really explore communications and language and, you know, speech and speaking our truth and all of that. Yeah. And not to get worried, like if you have to review something or taking the time to go back over something, you know, it's not that, okay, that thing was bad or wrong. It's, wait, I can refine it. I can improve it. I can refresh it. Yeah. You know, and it really to take, I mean, I think that's the opportunity, like 
to really look at like, let me review my communications. Let me Mm -hmm. review my approach to conversation. Let me review my access to information. You know, like do, is this like binging the guardian live feed like every hour and refreshing it is Wait, that actually who are you talking about <laughs> there <not sure>. <laughs> you know is this really so healthy and sustainable for me right like right. this is the beautiful thing i think about mercury retrograde is giving that pause to the rote orientation we have to again communication information and understanding and hmm let me take a different viewpoint on this yeah right? Yeah, wonderful. I think that's so great. And okay, I, by the way, I don't always do that to the. But when I get nervous around, like even the war and things like that, there are times that I do like refresh the Guardian live feed a little too much. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> Who am I talking to? You know, it's interesting too. Here we are talking about the the Mercury retrograde, and I had a conversation with a client last week, and she had a bunch of stuff coming up where she had to make some big decisions, and she had to, you know, do some things that were involved legal stuff. And what she kept saying in our conversation was, "Oh shoot, it's a Mercury retrograde. I guess I can't do it then." Or, "Oh gosh, I guess I'll delay this." And I was like, "Wait a minute! Wait a minute!" right? Let's take another look at this. And, and I love that you're bringing up, don't bring fear into it. And, you know, it's not that we don't do things during a Mercury retrograde. It's more like, I think we have to do them more mindfully. And we also have to know that there can be delays in there. And like you're saying, there could be the opportunity to review something or even redo it, but redoing isn't bad. So, don't you know? Put your life on hold because of the Mercury retrograde. Just go forward. I would say more mindfully. A thousand percent. So important, right? And especially those days around the switch of going retrograde or going out of retrograde. Like be very like to your point. Just be really mindful. Like if yeah. you have a if you must sign a contract during Mercury retrograde, read it two more times than you normally would. <laughs> right? right? Just so to make sure that you're not you know, there's so much information coming in and it's sort of operating at a different speed and pace just to make sure that you are seeing everything that is there as opposed to just seeing what you assume to be there. Yes. Yes. That's great. That's, that's really good. So happy Mercury retrograde, everybody. Oh, oh wait, just end a note. It's till June 3rd. That's okay. when Mercury leaves oh, its until retrograde. June 3rd, and it dips back into Taurus. Okay, great. So let's talk about the other big or another big story for the month. And that is Jupiter is shifting into the sign of Aries on May the 10th. And, you know, we have been talking about Jupiter, Jupiter, Jupiter in Pisces and Jupiter and Neptune in Pisces, I feel like for months now. So this is feels like a, a like a new beginning and a fresh view to have Jupiter in the sign of Aries, which just, gosh, feels so different than Pisces. Aries, of course, is a fire sign and Aries is the warrior and the mover and the shaker. So let's unpack what that Jupiter and Aries could feel like. Yeah. And I do think it's really interesting that both of those things are happening on the same day. Yes, right. You know, just to underscore that, like Mercury going retrograde, again, not bad, but there may be that like amped up information energy that's very activating. And there we have Jupiter, the planet that makes everything larger, Mm. going into like 
action oriented Aries. <laughs> you know, none of this like Pisces dreaming and I'm imagining it and I'm going to envision what I, how I might paint it. <laughs> and I'm like feeling really compassionate and I'm like floating in the ocean. It's more like, let's go, right? Jupiter and Aries <laughs> right. is like, forget thinking and dreaming. Like, let's do it. Just do it. Right. So, God, even my voice got a little too animated there. Sorry. <laughs> no, like, you're in Aries mode. You know, just even like the difference in Pisces is dreamy and Aries is, you know, the energies is, are so dramatically different. Absolutely. I mean, I do feel like we're going to be more in the doing, mm. right? There's a lot of more, a lot of more, that's a bad sentence, but a lot, I'm still going to do it. A lot of more doing that we feel like there, because there's growth, Jupiter, there's expansion, mm -hmm. Jupiter, there's a sense of possibility, Jupiter, by moving, by acting, by other Aries things, pioneering, yeah. championing. Now, I have to say, like, you know, there already is a war, you know, and that's also very Aries. And so Jupiter in Aries, where during a war time is very, mm, I don't mm. like the word interesting, but right. But again, there's yeah. still, there's like an enhancement or an elevation yeah. of that fighting energy. So what I would say for everybody is while Jupiter is in Aries for yourself, think about for you, what do you want to champion? What do you mm -hmm. want to fight for? Mm -hmm. You know, how do you, you want to marshal your moxie, as I like to say, <laughs> to like really pursue something that is like in alignment with your desires? Yeah. And, you know, as we're looking at the bigger picture and, you know, with um, Aries, you know, being the god of war, the warrior, it, it's like, you know, and I think a lot of people get very overwhelmed and um, go into despair about what's happening in the world. But if we bring it back home, yeah. you know, if we could look at, you know, are you going to war, you know, when you're driving the car and you're angry and somebody's in your way, are you reacting? Are you, you know, judging people? Are you taking your anger out on other people? Are you having, you know, power plays for the sake of power? And so it's, you know, we think about it in the global universal context, but also bring it home. And, you know, this is a time and it's going to be in Aries uh, all the way to October, October 28th. And it dips back into Pisces for a couple of months. But we've got this Jupiter in Aries for a while is really be looking at how you're using your energy. I love that so much. That feels so important. Like bring it back home. Yeah. You know, and again, I just, I'm thinking this is coming back to me again. Like I, you know, it's not on May 10th. You don't want to move. Of course you want to move Jupiter and Aries, yes. but don't forget Aries is also very impulsive and impatient. Right. Right. And when the, when a day that Mercury stations, especially in Gemini, there could be a lot of buzziness. Mm. So just like move mindfully just yeah. you know if you're going to only move mindfully one day this week this month yeah although there is a day at the end like the 28th i think but like may 10th i'm going to move mindfully put that on your calendar well it's interesting you're bringing up that day at the end of the month and because we have mars which is aries ruling planet conjunct jupiter and so here we have Aries and Mars and Jupiter. Mars is in the equation and that is on oh, May 29th. So that would be another day where things could be really escalated and to really watch, watch yourself is what I would say. Yeah, for sure. I mean, there is a lot like you want to pursue something, you mm. want to fight for something like there's gorgeous energy for that. Mm. But just if it's not mindful, we could find ourselves moving or fighting 
for fighting sake. Yeah. Right. And yeah. that can end up being um, can trigger some consequences that we might later regret. So yeah. just also watch for that within yourself. Definitely move. I think we should all be moving in a way because there yeah. is that energy and then we don't want to frustrate it because then we might explode. But just also watch around you. You know, if people are not um, circulating that energy, they may be more rash or irascible than other times. So yeah, yeah, and you know, as we're as we're talking about this, what I'm thinking as well is with Jupiter in Aries, things might start really starting to move again. I think Jupiter and Pisces, we had Neptune, and you know, it was very spiritual and romantic and creative, but it was more that, you know, creative energy, right? Or inward landscape. And so I'm thinking, well, gosh, maybe this is a time where some of those things you dreamed about, or, you know, some of those aspirations, or you were dancing with your muses, maybe they can really come into form now or start to manifest with Jupiter and Aries. I love that. And thinking about when you said that, I'm thinking about Aries, and I'm thinking back to that Scorpio eclipse, like, yeah. and I'm tapping into this notion of like your motivations, like maybe mm. part of this month is to get really clear about like, what are my deep motivations? And also, how do I motivate myself at the behest of those? Like, it's one thing to oh, feel yes, motivated yes. by, but then we may just be like, I'm motivated by this, but I'm just still sitting in lotus position on my like, <laughs> chair, like, which is fine. But like, okay, how do I then motivate myself into action? What do I need? How do I fuel myself? What strategies, what resources, what allies, so that I can motivate myself to do that thing that motivates me? Yeah, I like that you're love that you're tying this into the, the Scorpio eclipse, because both Aries, Mars, Scorpio, they all have a lot to do with desire. You know what I mean? And really getting in touch with what is it that I really want? What is it that I desire? And and I love also that you're bringing up resources. That's something I've been really aware of lately is really pulling in those resources, um, you know, to help us move forward. Beautiful. Yeah. Okay, well, we've got a couple other random little astro <laughs> highlights that we want to bring up. So Let's talk about the Sun-Uranus conjunction. Now, that's on May the 5th, and I wrote in my notes next to it the word chaos. <laughs> oh, that word. <laughs> There's that word again. Yeah. So, I mean, here we are just beginning the month of May, and like we're building towards that. So it may be like that's also in the soup of early May. And, you know, this happens once a year at different days when the sun meets Uranus, Uranus being the planet of surprises, like right, right. didn't expect that. And, you know, of course, our favorite, like stay busy, stay bouncy, like it's a day to really be mm -hmm. adaptive or day like days, I should say, and flexible because we may not know, like, you know, all the best, what is that? Best laid plans may just sort of go up and, right. you know, get destroyed. There may be lots of detours or need to pivot. So just be like, you know, keep your knees bent and just be really agile around that time, but not just to, it's like one thing to think about it for sure about like the surprises that might um, come about in the environment, right? Because I think, I think this is what's happening. Wait, there's something else happening. It's also for us, like, wait, instead of just going from rote, well, this, then that, then that, hmm, how can I shake things up? How can mm -hmm. I look at this situation from a different perspective? And maybe like, you know, 
you know, tilt my head a little bit and see mm. it in a different way. And it will appear completely different. And with that awareness, now what? How do I align with it? What do I want to do with it? Like, how can that marshal your own inventiveness and get you unstuck, right? I was just actually on a walk with a friend and we were talking about how, you know, sometimes we're so scared of the unknown, but yet the unknown gives us a lot of freedom. Like, well, if it's not, well, what can I, okay, well, then there's a wide open playing field here. What can I create? And I feel like that's a lot of that Uranian energy. Yeah, I love that reminder about that anything is possible in the unknown that feels so Uranus. And also, Uranus is the planet of inspiration. And so like you're saying, be open, be willing to pivot, maybe an epiphany or a whole new, like you say, way of looking at things or inspiration will come your way. Yeah, yeah. So use it that way as opposed to like, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. It's like, wait, change is good. Change things up. Right. I think there's been a little bit of a theme here today, which is about don't go into fear. Be open to these events and see what they have to hold for you. All right. So we can't end, you know, our astrology without mentioning we have a Gemini new moon at the month's end. And so new moon, new beginning. It's in our friend Gemini. We talked a little bit about this with the Mercury retrograde about Gemini communication, you know, uh, the way we think, the intellect. Uh, What else? Yeah. um, Bridges, like bridging people with people, bridging Mm -hmm. people with information. Um, Again, right. Understanding and, and also like the synthesis of opposites or the synthesis of duality, Mm. right? Not feeling split, like, well, it's this or that. It's, wait, how does this and that actually relate with each other? You know, instead of having to be like chocolate or vanilla, can I have a swirl? (laughs) Feels very Gemini. And I think it's at about 10 degrees Gemini. So if you know your chart, you could look where is 10 degrees in my chart. Um, You know, what might be, you know, what might be being called in for me this month? I definitely will embrace the chocolate vanilla swirl. (laughs) That, That actually makes my day. I love a swirl. That's so perfect. All right. All right. So it's time for the tarot card of the month. And um, we decided just in a very Uranus way that we would do a tarot card at random. So I'm going to start shuffling and um, I'm going to have Stephanie tell me when to stop. And then when I stop, I will see what card is on top of the pile. Can you hear the shuffling? I can. I can. I can. (laughs) Okay, this one now. Okay. Dun, 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 dun. Oh my gosh. Okay, I'm excited. I love this card. So the card for this month is the Nine of Pentacles. And pentacles represent the realm of earth and physicality. They have a lot to do with abundance and the material world and oftentimes money. And the nine of coins is such a positive energy of receiving abundance and prosperity in your life. And so money, money, money. Um, Don't we always love hearing that? It's really about connecting into the richness of life. And so much when we talk about abundance, we talk about money. But this card would be an opportunity to really look at 
in what ways do I feel abundant in my life? Do I feel abundant in my relationships? Do I feel abundant in that conversation I just had? You know, isn't it amazing and prosperous, that synchronicity that just happened and just kind of elevated my whole day? So this would be a reminder to really look at, you know, the giving and the receiving of abundance and love and prosperity. And if you're not feeling that abundance and prosperity, just dig in a little bit deeper. This card, I believe, is ruled by Taurus. And so it's also a great time of insight. Stephanie's like, what? Yes, Taurus. It's a Taurus card. It's also, am I right, Stephanie? If she's looking up the book. No, you're no, no, you're the you're the tarot person. Yeah, okay. I'm pretty sure I'll look it up in a minute before we sign off. But it's also about investing you know, about taking what's really important to you and rooting it. Here we are rooting again, but really putting those seeds in the ground and letting them really grow. So, and also to be looking at where you're investing your energy. I mean, what relationships are you investing in? Are you, you know, are you investing in your work and really reevaluate that and look at, you know, are you getting the value that you really want and need from that? I have to tell you that I love that card so much for this month, like thinking how it like, you know, three, you know, two thirds of the month is Taurus season. We're just coming off of a Taurus solar eclipse. And also when you, this is what I was writing down when you said dig in and roots, mm-hmm. thinking about that yes. eclipse in Scorpio, which is, and both Scorpio and Taurus are about resources and about money yes. and about abundance and like, but dig in, dig under to your sense of richness. I love that. Yeah, and I do have my, you know, my my little booklet that I can go with my cards. And um, actually, this card is ruled by Venus in Virgo. So that's where I was thinking the Taurus energy, because Venus rules um, uh, Taurus as well as Libra. And then that Virgo grounded, earthy rootedness. I also have to say, this looks good for some new levels of prosperity out there. So hang on and, you know, plant those seeds and have an abundant month. Have an abundant month. So tell us, is there anything going on for you this month that you want to share with our listeners? Well, yes. Thank you, Stephanie. I have a class coming up. It's actually uh, not until the second week in June, but you can go ahead and register for it now. And I'm doing a weekend tarot intensive. And I haven't taught one of my intensives in a very long time. And so I'm really super excited about it. We're going to really dig into the tarot and I'm actually going to discuss some of the most misunderstood and hard to discern cards of the major arcana. So you can go to my website, meganskinner.com. And also to celebrate the class, I'm doing a series of three blogs about the tarot. And those are also up, or the first one's up on my website blog page. Amazing. That's great. And I remember years ago, I took your tarot (laughs) intensive, which I loved. Yes, yes, yes. I haven't done it in a long time. So I'm excited. And what about you, Stephanie? So I actually have a new exciting newsletter project that I'm doing starting on May 1st. So um, just come to my website and sign up for my newsletter. It's all redesigned and it's really beautiful and I'm really excited about it. I don't want to say much more than that, but um, 
I think you're going to love it. I think you're going to be really happy. I think it's going to like deliver a lot of value. So that's what's going on new in May. And then in June, and I'll repeat with more details in June, but just those who are in Seattle or Seattle area, June 5th, save the date. I'm doing an astrology and jewelry making workshop. Oh, did I just salon. snort? Yeah, I'm just did. so darn excited about this. I am like, you signed me up, right? Yes, and Megan will be there. I'll be so, there. So I'm going to be talking all about the moon and then Wendy, who owns Wend Jewelry, is going to be teaching everybody how to make these jewelry pieces that you can personalize with your astrology. So that's June 5th. And then later in the month, I'm doing a really exciting project related to sleep and dreams at a hotel, which I'll give you more details about in June. But um in the wow. Seattle area. You're on, so, a, you're on a roll there, Stephanie, that feels very Jupiter and Aries. Very Jupiter and Aries. But yeah, <laughs> just come to my website and sign up for my newsletter. And I think that you will really love it. Yeah, I'm excited about your events. So, okay, I guess that's another episode of So Divine. Happy May and thank you to everyone out there. We love you and we also appreciate your feedback. So you can um, email us at, what's, what's our email? SoDivine.us, there's a contact uh, link there. We'd love hearing from you. Yes, and thank you everyone for listening. And thank you to our amazing producers, Nick Patreon, Sebastiano Tecchio. We could not do this without either of you. So big thanks and may May be amazing for you. Mm-hmm.